Hello and welcome to episode 24 of series 3 of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. This is the show for employee engagers and internal communicators who like to keep up to date with all that is new in our profession. My name's Craig Smith from The Big Picture People. Well, this is the penultimate episode of this series of the podcast, Series 3. We are have this interview and then another interview next week. So the next week's interview is with Sarah Turton from Civica. Sarah is going to be telling us all about her experience of leading internal communications within her organisations that she's worked for across her 18-year career. Um, and then that's the final episode for this uh, this year. That's going to be going on the 20th of uh, December. And then we're looking into the new year. We are starting a new series of the podcast and we have some really interesting uh, interviewees lined up already. Um, I'm going to be finding out in the first episode of the new series all about how we can learn lessons about communications and leadership from motorsport. Um, I'm not sure how many motorsport fans we have on the podcast and it doesn't really matter if it's your thing or not. Um, We probably all recognise it's probably uh, one of the highest paced literally one of the highest paced industries in the world and a very competitive sport and very attractive and glamorous but also it's a job for a lot of people as well the formula one teams uh, have thousands of people who work for them it's not just the people we see on the tv if we if we watch the races and we're going to be finding out all about the challenges of working in an organization which is very visible very transparent very fast paced but at the end of the day has all of the challenges that we have in our organisations as well. We've got a real expert, Mark Gallagher, who's worked in Formula One and motorsport for a number of years. And uh, he's going to be sharing us with his, his experiences. I saw him speak, speech at a conference a few weeks ago. It was excellent. Um, and then going into next season, we've got some really interesting topics. We're going to be looking at remote working again, which is a, a continual thing. I think a lot of us are preoccupied with trying to get that to work. We're going to be looking at the importance of trust uh, in one of our episodes. We're also going to be looking at civility and politeness in organisational communications. You may think your comms are really polite and really civil at the moment already, but as any of us who spend any time on social media outside our organisation, and also if we delve a little bit deeper perhaps into what's going on in our organisation, we find civility and politeness is an issue perhaps. And uh, we've got someone who's built a career around this, both in politics and also in uh, supporting organisations after her her time in politics. So watch out for that episode as well in the new series. So lots of interesting and diverse guests on the show as usual. Um, before we just before we go into today's interview, just one 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 final thing. We've got one of our free events coming up uh, in uh, next week. It'll be on the fifteenth of December, three o'clock UK time. It's our webinar that we run every two months. It's all about how you can help employees within your organisation, the leaders who are at the top of the organisation, put together that big picture that we all hear about all the time. What is the big picture? How does everything fit together? Our vision, our values, our strategies, all of the things that people are working on. How do we share that lid of the jigsaw box so everybody knows what's going on? So that's uh, at 3pm UK time on the 15th of December. It's completely free. If you want to join that webinar, it's just one hour and you can sign up for that at our website 
which is thebigpicturepeople.co.uk. And if you go to the menu bar, you will see events and you will see the first one listed there is that very webinar. And you can choose other dates as well if, um, into next year if uh, you can't make the 15th of December. So, um, as I said, penultimate episode of this year, and I hope you enjoy today's interview. A topic we've covered on the show before is the connection between external branding and internal communications. And that's what we're going to be looking at again today, because it's one of those areas that I think we can not revisit too often. So in the interview today, I'm going to be talking to someone who is going to be explaining to us the connection between internal and external brand, and also some of the common misconceptions that organizations have about brand and what brand is. It's not just the logo. It's not just the font. It's not just the colors that we use. It's much deeper than that. And how we get our employees to connect to that brand and embody that brand is really important. And, And as part of that, we're going to look at the linkages between leadership within the organization and how that drives the the way that the brand is lived internally and externally and the language that's used around the brand and how contagious that can be in a positive sense. The other thing that we're going to be looking at in the in the majority of this interview is the connection between internal communications and brand and the fact that sometimes these are seen as two separate entities within organizations sometimes they're actually part of the same function but very rarely are they actually seen as two sides of the same coin. So we're going to be looking at that in more detail we're going to be exploring the importance of why the brand itself should be able to answer the question as to why the organization exists and what its key purpose is and then finally we're going to be looking at the importance of measurement and why measurement of internal comms and the impact that it has on brand is a really important thing that internal communicators should be focusing on for their work and in order to prove the return on investment so again it's a it's a really interesting revisit of a topic that we've looked at before but from a different angle when we're looking at the connection between organizational brand and the role of internal communications in helping to craft and share that brand uh, internally and externally as well My guest today is Douglas Spencer. Douglas is the founder and president of Spencer Brenneman LLC, a Boston-based firm which helps mission-driven organizations reframe their focus and remaster their messages. Douglas has over 30 years of branding and marketing experience, working with professionals from around sectors such as finance, professional services, tech, higher education, healthcare, and not-for-profits. Before starting Spencer Brenneman, Douglas was vice president, global head of brand management for Thomson Reuters. In that role, he guided the migration of multiple Thomson Reuters businesses to form the then new Thomson Reuters brand. It's also in that role that Douglas first fell in love with internal communications and the power it has to transform organizations into the best versions of themselves. And that comes through loud and clear in in Douglas's book, Do They Care? The one question that all brands should be asking themselves continually and starts by making the case that employees should must, must first care about what you do in order to do it successfully. So Douglas, how are you today? I am great, and I am uh, thrilled to talk about my two favorite topics, branding and internal comms. Fantastic. Yeah, we're bringing them the two together. Um, and uh, so I, I mentioned your business is based in Boston. I guess that's where, where you are at the moment, Douglas. It, it is where I am. Uh, yeah, so uh, I am focused. Uh, I am in Boston, and uh, I'm focused on helping uh, U.S.-based companies but um, and, and, and organizations, I should say. 
Um, mm. Haven't done a lot of international work quite yet, but um, you know, there's always tomorrow, right? Who knows? Yeah, definitely, definitely, and uh, yeah, always. Uh, even if even if not, it's a great place to visit, Boston, lovely city. So uh, yeah, wonderful. So anyway, I, I kind of gave a little bit of a preamble there about your your love of, uh, of of branding and internal comms, and you kind of alluded to it there. So just 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 say a little bit more about you know what is it that you love about it and how you found yourself, you know, as an internal comms loving brand strategist, as you just describe yourself. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, I've uh, I've been in marketing most of my career, and then I evolved into branding, and I got to see how, um, you know, there's no such thing as internal use only, right? Everything that happens within an organization eventually finds its way out, mm. and 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 so, but the positive end of that is that everything good within an organization finds its way out as well. So if you can find what makes an organization great, i.e. what is their brand? Who are they? How do they connect with the people most important to their success? If you can if you can really articulate what it is that makes a company great and get your employees to feel that too, to, to understand that, then that's going to get out as well. So in order for a brand strategy to work, it's got to be consistent and it's got to come to life everywhere. And mm. who better to do that than the people that are living it day in and day out, the employees. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and um, I'll, I'll put some links in the show to some of the, we've, we've covered this before, but I, th- I think, again, it's not, it's one of those areas on one of those topics that, that can't be re- repeated too often. It's very, very much, uh, uh, you know, kind of definitely bedfellows. And um, I, and we're, we're working with a client at the moment, or we're in early stages of working with a client and, and um, they've, they've approached us to sort of, you know, kind of, we, 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 we've, we major on internal comms and they've, they've come to us, really, they're going through a kind of branding exercise exercise at the moment and they've asked us for some help around around that and 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 it's interesting because they've got a an agency in who they say are doing their branding but actually they're just kind of doing their brand guidelines and some logos for mm-hmm. them um and i guess that leads me on to the kind of first sort of question proper as it were so what are some of the misconceptions about branding and 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 how narrowly i think branding is sometimes seen when when organizations embark upon a branding exercise and it kind of builds on what you've you've already said but i'd like to go into a little bit more detail please douglas absolutely absolutely yeah the biggest misconception i think that people have is that branding equals logo and <laughs> logo is just a it's just a small part of a brand it's just how the it's just one of the many ways a brand comes to life mm. now, i really believe that uh, brand is the relationship that you have with the people most important to your success uh, your customers your prospects the people you serve the people who fund you the people who work day in and day out to fulfill your mission you know a brand really needs to go in and articulate in an authentic uh, way why what you do is important what is it you do exactly how do you do it differently and better than all the other options people have and what's the best way for that to come to life? You know, what is your brand's personality? Are mm. you academic? Are you um, vivacious? Are you serious? Are you irreverent? You know, so your brand really has different personalities, and that has to come to life in how you how you sound, the tone of voice that you use in all of your copy and all of your your speeches, 
and how it comes to life in the way you look, you know, the colors uh-huh. you use, the fonts you use, what does your logo look like? All of that comes together. And so branding is way more than just the last bit of what I said. It's everything that's, that, that comes underneath it. It's the foundation mm. for everything. Mm. And so that's the biggest misconception I think people have about branding. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I totally agree. And I think, I think, you know, we're going to go on to talk about, um, you know, kind of more of those systemic issues or systemic manifestations of brand as, as, as we, as we explore this together, but it's interesting as well. I think I'd be interested, you know, just, just to think of, forget your, your thoughts on this as well as then I, I think that then also, um, relays into the ex- employee experience and the employee branding experience and i'm going to talk mm-hmm. about internal comms in a moment but um it, one of the, the, this client who we, i'm just referring to there is, is one of the conversations i had with them or one of the questions i asked them fairly early on was so what are you doing about you know the way your leaders act and treat treat their employees and you know carry themselves within the organization and how that aligns or misaligns with your brand as well and again it, it was an area they hadn't really thought about mm-hmm. i know we're kind of going kind of link you know we're going to be talking more around internal comms but i'm you know I, i'm interested in you know is that something that you you sometimes see that there's that kind of incongruence between this whole kind of brand story and then the way that you know people behave within the organization as well Absolutely. I mean, they call it leadership for a reason. People at the top of an organization have to lead. I have a client now, and they did this before they engaged with us, but they, their senior management team, it's a, smart, it's a, it's a biotech startup, and they, their senior management team put together their, these principles for how they are going to do business. And, uh, and, they, and, and one of them is, um, we will not talk behind each other's back. Mm. And they, and they, and they, this is very clear. They make this very clear to all their employees. This is something they talk about on a regular basis. And I talked to someone who's um, a, an executive assistant there and he said, yeah, well, it's totally true. They don't, they do not talk behind each other's back. And I think that is a brilliant way to set the stage for an in, for an internal dialogue, mm. because if you can, if you don't, if you're not worried about what you say being repeated incorrectly or used against you, or then you're freer to just to talk and share your thoughts and and be engaged. You're not on the defensive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's go on then to sort of talk a little bit more about the, the the connection between branding and internal comms, which is kind of what this, 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 uh, this interview is, is majoring on. Um, you know, and for some people it may be blindingly obvious, but for others it may be kind of, well, what is, what is the linkage? So be really interested to sort of hear in your, your own words, Douglas, and then just sort of explore that in a little bit more detail with you. Right. Absolutely. So, um, when you think about, uh, a message that an organization has, they, they need to get their message out and they do a lot of different, there's a lot of different ways they do that. They mm. do that through, um, obviously digital marketing, through content marketing, um, you know, point, it, it, there's all sorts of different ways, but, mm. um, going back to what we said about, um, uh, the fact that there's nothing internal. Um, if you, if the brand does not take advantage of the voices they have in their employee base, they're, they're walking away from a lot of opportunity to get their message out. Mm. And Mm. I like to remind people that in my opinion, language is contagious. Mm. Um, Think about all the things we say on a daily basis that we got from a partner, from popular culture, from, uh, you know, just our coworkers, our family, 
Um, language is contagious. So if you can create language inside an organization that is positive, that is authentic, that is compelling, that is differentiated, then as your employees go out in the world, whether it's in a professional setting, like talking to customers and prospects, or whether they're at a cocktail party and talking about what they do, you know, that has a massive impact on a brand's success. Mm. What do you want? Do you want someone who goes out and say, oh, at, at say a cocktail party, what do you do? Oh, I work for this company that does blah, blah, blah. Or mm. you get someone who's really engaged about it, who likes to talk about what is special about where they work. Obviously, it's the latter. And so if branding can be, uh, if, if the brand can come alive internally, then it's going to come alive externally. And so it's, it's just the, the marriage between internal comms and branding is not only in my mind, nice, it's imperative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, d- definitely. And that, that kind of advocacy, I think is really, really important. You know, both, both has advocacy as, um, a great business to do or company or organization to do business with, and as a, as a great organization to, you know, work for as well. I think, I think that mm-hmm. works in both ways. And I think that does link into what we were saying before about, you know, it's not just because I guess the implied message from that then is that the internal communications they do have a huge impact obviously in in driving employee behavior but again as it sort of links through to what we were saying before about the, the importance of good leadership as well and, and mirroring mm. that um I'm, it'd be good it'd be good to get a, an example from you of, of where you've seen that connection work but ju- because i hadn't kind of prepped you for that i was just going to kind of <laughs> recall a, a story from from one of the interviews that i did very very, very early interviews i did with my first start of the podcast and it was with a, with a company who um they were basically an online electrical retailer it was a very in fact it was the very first show we put out and um we again we were talking to someone there who was at head of internal comms and branding so there you go you know, it, it is it is it, nice. it, it, they, they, there is there is a kind of uh, definitely a synergy there and she was telling me a really interesting story about one of the things they do because um you know the kind of customer service element of what they do in a, in a in a in a in their market is really important because it's kind of a commoditized, you know, lowest cost sort of uh, market where you know you shop around and if you can find it cheaper, you usually go there. And service, you know, can be a differentiator in that sort of situation. Um, and when she was telling me, they have this kind of little kind of sort of thing that they teach their people or train their people and communicate to their people, which I really like, which was um, uh, make decisions that your mum would be proud of and treat every customer <laughs> like it's your grandma and i really like that because it's kind of like you don't need to you, you kind of you, you know you kind of get it and it, and it's kind of it, you don't need to explain it in any more detail but it kind of also embodies the sort of you know the way that they want to be respectful and they want to be kind of you know do the right thing and help the customer make the right decision and, and not kind of you know kind of uh, do anything that that you know oversell or, or whatever so i really like that and i think that's a really great example of you know, it's, it's not about the logo. It's not about the kind of, you know, great adverts and, and that sort of stuff on the, on, on the internet and on TV. It's actually about the experience your customers have when they interact with you. They can, can be that kind of really where the, where the rubber hits the road as it were. So anyway, that was my example. I'll be, I'll be keen to find out any kind of connections you've got or the, the kind of re really reinforce that link between branding and internal comms, Douglas, if that's okay. Right, sure. Um, there's plenty. Um, you know, I, I'll first share an example of how not to do it or why it's <laughs> so. Important. It's good, good, yeah, 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 yeah. So there was a so Santander, Santander Bank, which of course uh, is a um, Spanish-based um, global uh, bank. 
um, was moving into the U.S. market, and they purchased a uh, a small bank here in New England. And the small bank just happened to have the same color uh, palette as Santander. And you know, the story goes uh, that they're they're uh, one of their internal comms people told me that um, the story goes that a customer would go into uh, one of their banks, you know, they've been Mm. banking there for 20 years or so. And they would say to like the teller, um, wow. So um, wait, your name's changed. What's going on with that? And the response was, yeah, we got bought. (laughs) Not right. Just we got bought. And what a missed opportunity for that teller to say, yeah, you know, it's going to, ch- it's changing, but this is great. We're now connected to a global, uh, a global chain, a global network of banks. Yeah. If you travel yeah. abroad, then, you know, you're going to have much more benefits. We bring this, da, 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 da. There's such an opportunity to do that. Yeah. So that's an example I like to share of how, why it's so important and what you shouldn't do. But I talked to somebody a, a few years ago um, who was in charge of internal, internal comms. And uh, actually, I'm sorry, he was in charge, in charge of branding and he worked yeah. with internal comms and they created, um, um, they wanted to, um, they created these social media cards yeah. that they gave um, to employees that they gave them. So what were their values? Uh, so they talked about, and then they gave them these graphics that employees could share and add in why those those values were important to them, or maybe yeah. just share them. You know, sometimes people don't feel comfortable um, you know, putting the, you know, wearing their heart on their sleeve or admitting, mm. admitting that I really love the fact that our company is, 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 um, is compassionate. You know, people don't necessarily feel the need to, to say that, but you could, if you wanted. So they gave them all of these great, uh, cards that, um, social cards that they could share that were aligned with their values and encourage them to talk about how that aligns with, um, with their values and they had mm. really great success. Mm. Um, I think it was a large company. They had like three to 3000 participants. Um, and it really did increase the, it, it increased the investment in the, the, they felt like they were increasing their investment in their jobs and mm. their teams and needed themselves. It was very successful to help employees share, um, in a very easy way and a very, um, in, in, in a very believable way about what was so great working at this company. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. <clears throat> we have a, we have a, an approach that we use when, uh, and, and again, it's a slightly different context, but it's more around, you know, where, where, where are we working with organizations to um, help them communicate their values either to their employees, usually to their employees, but, but kind of, but not, not just communicate them I mean, as in a kind of like, you know, here's the, here's the sort of three words you need to remember. And yeah, a bit, but more around a, a kind of, basis what you just said there which is kind of internalizing them which is actually operationalizing them so they you know they can kind of think well how does that relate to your job though and what you do and uh, we use this sort of approach a similar approach very similar approach which is kind of you know it's kind of tell a story where you've seen that thing whether it's integrity Mm -hmm. or kind of you know um generosity or whatever that value is you know being kind of lived as it should be you know via our definition and and it's amazing some of the stories that people come up with because often they kind of you know things that would never have been noticed otherwise but now we're kind of looking through this lens of these values it, it kind of makes it brings it into into focus and i and i i think it's really important to do that and, and i think you know i think it's a very similar sort of um 
approach to what you, the one that you've just talked about there, which is you know kind of linking those those brand values and those brand principles to to, to individuals' own ways of doing things, but also making them kind of part of their their work as well, or thinking about how that that is embodied in in, a, in their work. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent. I really I like that, and I, I like the Santander story as well. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> you, you kind of you, you, you as a as a sort of a a customer you can kind of envisage those situations where you walk in and you kind of into have an interaction with someone i think no one's really thought about helping you to sort of tell this story better a little bit better have they and it, and it's kind of all a bit you know kind of um that they they, uh, they they don't they don't filter out any of their own thoughts that that, that negative or, or otherwise about about uh, what's happened in the you know the way that the way that, that, that if it's been a takeover or something like that i've, I've seen that happen before Right, and in, in retail banking, especially, mm-hmm. there are relationships in small bi- in small towns that cr- yeah. that happen. So, if this person had, if the teller, this pr- the teller probably knew the customers by name. They probably knew their kids and grandparent and grandchildren's names. And so, if someone, they had a level of trust that they could have shared with the brand. Mm. Um, if they had just been given the opportunity to do yeah. so. And it's all about Craig. It's all about, and that, and um, that's why I named uh, the title of my book, do they care? It's all about getting people to care. Hmm. So it's not enough for internal comms people to make certain that everyone knows what's going on in the company. Um, it's also incumbent upon them to uh, make people understand why it matters. Yeah. Why does it matter that we're doing A, B, or C? Why does it matter that we're doing it in this way, that we're approaching it from a perspective of research or we're pers- uh, pursuing it from a perspective of perspective of diversity and inclusion? So why is that all important? So if you give people the tools that help them understand and articulate why something is happening, they're mm. going to be much more um, at ease and eager to share that with the rest of the world, mm, mm. and 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 it, it, that's a really really good point. And and interestingly, I mean, how how much of that do you feel is sometimes down to the fact that again, it goes back to this kind of misconceptions about branding is that the part of that branding exercise that hasn't been really to kind of uncover that emotional, you know, kind of the Simon Sinek, you know, why, why we exist in the first <laughs> place, but, you know, they, they, they could be very much around the kind of the what and the how, but, but did you find that that is a, a something that gets kind of brushed over or not really kind of done done to 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 sufficient detail when it comes to the you know why do we get out of bed every morning kind of questions oh absolutely and Mm. that's exactly you know what we try to do with our with our clients is we help them we help them take a step back and remember because most and this is you know we're all guilty of this we get Mm. so involved in what we do (laughs) that we forget about the big picture we forget Mm. about why we're doing what we do. We're just focused on getting everything done because we push ourselves to do so much. Mm. Um, and, and it's easy for people, you know, they have the whole, you know, you, you know, the, um, the analogy, you can't see the forest for the trees. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, many people are just staring at bark. You just yeah. really have to step back. Yeah. And that mm. too comes from a leadership position. Leaders have to be able to constantly remind not only their teams, but themselves why they do what they do and why it's important. Mm, yeah, excellent. Yeah, definitely. 
So we've talked very much about what we should be doing. Let, let's talk a little bit more about how, then how we should be doing it. And so, <laughs> uh, and and I think in some organisations, you know, there's a very natural fit between internal comms and and you know whether it's branding, marketing, or whatever external comms, you know, or PR. Sometimes you know get 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 kind of uh, kind of you know grouped together with all of these different things but but you know in an in an organization if someone's listening and you know we're kind of well in internal comms do internal stuff and you mm-hmm. know the marketing and branding people they do all the external stuff what what are some practical ways that we can kind of maybe start to break down some of those barriers if they exist but also even if they don't exist to sort of you know kind of be a bit more joined up and and kind of sell this advocate this 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 kind of philosophy that we've been talking about Sure. I think it also goes back to education. It's not only that people don't understand what branding is. I think a lot of leaders don't understand what internal comms is. Mm. Um, There was a study a few years ago that found uh, 70% of internal comms professionals said, reported that they're, I'm reading this, uh, reported Mm. that their executives were not interested enough to ask for metrics. Mm. And so that demonstrates to me that pe- that senior leadership thinks uh, internal comms is just something they have to have. Mm, mm. And if if in, so, if in, it's it's really kind of in internal comms best prof- uh, managers uh, best professional interest in some respect to um, align themselves with branding so they can start to demonstrate some value add to the bottom line. Yeah. Um, if so, connecting so make your CMO, make your chief branding officer your best friend. Talk to them about what you can do to help them further their agenda. And then, of course, take the appropriate amount of credit for it as you Mm -hmm. do that. So you're not seen as just an expense. You're seen as something that is active. You're seen as a resource that's actively adding to sales growth or whatever your your organization's most important metrics are. Mm, yeah. So really try to demonstrate uh, at how internal comms is not just about making sure everyone knows that um, that you know, when benefits are reviewed or uh, when they have to have their performance reviews in, things like that. Make certain that you demonstrate that your employees via social media, social media amplification, um, that you're having an active impact on how the company is perceived and how those goals are um, how those goals are achieved. Um, I, yeah. I, I mentioned just one thing, a perfect example is social media amplification. Many internal comms um, organizations work with uh, different uh, social media platforms that, or I'm um, sorry, software that works with different social media platforms where mm. the internal comms company can create a number of different social media messages that, and then give employees the opportunity to share them in their personal networks as they see fit. Um, so social media amplification is a huge example of how internal comms people can really uh, make a connection between their work and the brand's um, uh, and the brand's goals. Again, whether that's yeah. sales, whether that's customer service or perception, or uh, if you're a nonprofit, donations or funding or things like that. Yeah. No, that's just really interesting. I, I, I've, I've heard, I've heard internal communicators talk talk about that quite a lot. I mean, there was a lot of this around, obviously, the pandemic, and 
you know, kind of getting the place at the table that internal comms deserved around, you know, being seen as a valued business partner rather than a kind of just a sort of nice to have. And so I think that was good, but I, I always, I always worry, you know, and I agree with you. I think it always worries me when, you know, kind of, um, you talk to people and they say, oh, they just let us get on with it. You know, they don't really kind of get what we do. They just mm-hmm. sort of, you know, kind of, you know, say, yeah, fine, which is all well and good. You know, if, if you, if being left alone and just to do your own thing is, is, is what you want and you don't kind of, but, but the danger of that obviously is when, <laughs> when people want to tighten their belts, then they kind of, because right. they don't, they, they just, you know, they don't understand what you do and they really see the, the investment element of that then it's the kind of thing that they'll say well we don't really you know it kind of it's just a sort of bit of fluff and nonsense so um uh, yeah so i think you're absolutely right there and we've we've talked about this a number of time on a time on the podcast you know the importance of having metrics measuring what you do being being you know in a in a, in a not in a kind of negative sort of bragging way but 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 right. kind of you know you know shouting about what you've achieved but also making those connections with other people within the organization and, and shoot showing the return on investment i think it's really 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 important um so um i mean i think we've talked about this but you know the into the value of internal comms um aligning with branding and i think you've got you've got a tool or some a, a template that you're, you're, you're we're going to put into the show notes do you want to just say a little bit more about that and and, and the template that we're going to share with the listeners to uh to, to sort of uh, pick up and, and use sure sure so uh one of the things <laughs> i talked about early on when we began our discussion is the idea of how does your brand come to life Um, so different brands have different personality attributes, whether it's pride or resourcefulness or gratitude or, you know, any number of different, um, brand attributes. Um, if you can, uh, so I I have a template that will show you how to take a specific, a specific topic and then how to, um, align, uh, align your themes for the year. So let's say you have a theme. Um, about your organization has a thing about planning for 2027 in five years from now. So planning for 2027 or focusing on um, uh, service delivery or sustainability. So if you have major themes that you talk about uh, throughout the year, um, you can find ways to tell those stories using the brand personality attributes of your brand. Hmm. So if you're talking about pride, you, you say things like, um, or if, I'm sorry, if you're talking about planning for 2027, um, you, and you want to, uh, you know, you want to, uh, you want to, uh, integrate a, a brand personality in it, uh, of say fearlessness. Yeah. You say we, uh, you know, we've had some tough years, uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but we are certain that we are going to plan for 2027 as best we can. And here's how we're going to do it. Or, you know, we take pride in the fact that we've been resilient over these, the last few years, and we're going to continue to be proud of the work we do because here's how we're going to do it. So if you can think about, if you can understand the brand strategy in terms of how the brand's supposed to come to life, how you differentiate yourself from um, from one organization to a next, if you can bring that to life in the major themes that you've been cha- that you've been um, asked to focus on throughout a, a yeah. calendar year, then you can demonstrate a connection to the brand and you can genuinely help the brand come to life more authentically. Excellent. Excellent. And and where do we get that? How do I get that um the template, uh, Douglas? Is that have we got a link? Are we going to put a link into that? Is that one of the links well, that you've shared with me or 
Yep, we will put a link. Uh, I'll give you a link and it will be uh, message.builders. So that's a URL, yeah. message.builders yeah. slash um, internal comms. Excellent. Okay, well, that's brilliant. We'll, we'll put that. I've got some of the links that we're going to put into the show notes that I'll, I'll talk about uh, in a second after we've after we've wrapped up as well, and and, and uh, I'll go through those. Um, okay, that 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 has been amazing. So, just just sort of summarizing then, what I've taken from this is is you know it kind of re- reiterates um, the, the the importance of having a kind of a congruence between your internal and your external brand, the value and the importance of your employees as. Um, you know, kind of brand advocates, um, and, and and that 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 kind of connection to leadership and language that we use, I think, is, is something that you've really reinforced for me uh, for, and for for the listeners uh, there, Douglas, um, and and also you, as we've laboured on and and you know, kind of really drilled into this this connection between the role of internal comms and and how that can be more connected to to, to branding and how you know can reinforce that natural fit before before we wrap up and just talk about the the links in the show is there anything else that you know any other kind of key takeaways that you want us to uh, to, to to major on uh, Douglas before we before we bring things to a conclusion Sure. And that's it that I would say that branding can also make in the internal comms professionals job easier in many respects, mm. because mm. it gives you the foundation of the messaging that you want that you you want to share. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. Mm. Um, if you are charged with um, if you charge with um, focusing on employee engagement, if you have a great brand strategy, then you've got all the ingredients you need. Again, talking about why what you do is uh, matter and then developing pride in how you do it differently and better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So the brand can also work for internal comms, uh, for internal comms um, agendas just as much as internal comms can support branding agendas. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, really, really good point as well. Yeah, so it's a kind of it is a sort of yin yang symbiotic relationship between the two. So uh, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Well, look, that's been really, really fantastic, Douglas. Um, so links that we're going to put into the show notes. So for anyone's listening to this and they they kind of uh, yeah, they're not in a position to write these down, we've got we've got a link through to Douglas's um, LinkedIn profile, which I'm assuming you're happy for people to reach out to you and absolutely. connect with you. Absolutely, I yeah, absolutely. I love meeting <laughs> new people and I love having this kind of conversation. And absolutely. Fantastic. We've got the uh, your the link to your website, Spencer Brenneman LLC. Uh, m- messaging on a mission podcast. Tell us a little bit. We haven't talked about your podcast. Do you yeah. want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a podcaster too. So in uh, 2020, um, I made the shift from helping pretty much anybody that would let me um, <laughs> help them with their branding <laughs> to focusing on uh, purpose driven or mission driven organizations. Yeah. So these are organizations that are trying to solve some sort of broader problem that we all face mm-hmm. and uh, not just increase shareholder value. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. a very important part of our of our economy and how we work. But I want to focus on those organizations who are trying to help us all. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of not-for-profits, um, some some uh, pharma- pharmaceutical companies that are trying to um, really take on some healthcare challenges that nobody else has. So we really try to focus on those kind of organizations. And so a messaging on a mission is... Uh, 
are those conversations brought to life? So we talk to people who are at those kind of organizations. We talk to them about, say, um, what's going to be the future of events? Will they be? Will they go back to being in person? Will mm, they stay mm. all virtual? What will the hybrid look like? We talk to them about how to um, coach their folks to be better speech givers. Um, we talk about the role of market research. All different things that will that will improve how. Uh, organizations who are on a mission improve how they get their message out wonderful oh i like that i did hadn't picked up on that and i'll be giving that a listen myself and uh maybe when we after we wrap up the interview i've got a few people who um, i can put you in contact with who are leading that sort of those sorts of purpose-driven organizations who you know might be you might be interested in speaking to them so that's really really good excellent oh that'd be that's brilliant thank you yeah yeah no problem and and uh, and again the, the the final link we'll put in is the one the the link to the template that you mentioned as well and right. uh, we'll, we'll pop pop that into the into the show notes as well so if anyone's listening to the the show and they're out driving or running or at the gym or whatever jump across onto the show notes and you'll find these links that we've uh, we've just talked about so look that's absolutely fantastic douglas thank you so much for your time and your your insights and your knowledge uh, i found that a really really interesting interview and it's kind of made lots of connections and that's what i like about all of these interviews that we we host on the show it's kind of this 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 beautiful web of of connected ideas rather than sort of seeing all of these different specialisms as discrete un, unrelated topics mm-hmm. i think you know internal comms is such a broad a broad area that often gets just sort of as you said uh, you know in you, in the interview gets uh, like branding gets kind of um, kind of stereotyped into a very narrow area but it's it's much broader than that so that that that's fantastic so Thank you, Douglas. I wish you all the best for the rest of this year and uh, and appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And all the best to you and your listeners as well. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. If you've got any ideas for episodes you'd like us to cover in future, you can email us at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk or you can use the feedback form at engagingic.com. If you're not already subscribed to the show via your podcast platform, please do so. And if you could leave a review for us, that would be absolutely fantastic. We have links to other episodes at engagingic.com. All of our previous episodes are available there. And if you're interested in our visual communication services, our big pictures, our learning maps, our explainer videos, and also our live graphic recording, please get in touch with us again at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk. Thank you.